Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Episode 28 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by Minute With Mary. It's fall, guys. Well, kind of, kind of fall. But fall means new fashion, new makeup, new fun things, right? And I'm here to help share with you some of the best fall beauty trends. All you need to do is search the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook and request to join my free Facebook group, my marvelous VIPs. That's hashtag Minute with Mary. Tell you, it ain't fall here. Yeah, it's like 100 billion degrees in oh Rhode God. Island right now. At some point, the pumpkin spice is here, but I'm just like sweating. <laughs> you're not supposed to drink pumpkin spice when you sweat. That's how that goes. That was a poor choice. <laughs> <laughs> how can I be this sad? I never even met the baby. Never held him or her. I wasn't even old enough for me to know. I never held Kyle. I remember they asked me if I wanted to because it helps um, mothers with um, closure, you know, to hold the baby and to say goodbye. But I didn't want to do that because I felt like if I didn't hold him somehow it would lessen the pain, which wasn't the case, obviously, because I, I knew him already. He was so real to me. I mean, the second I found out I was pregnant with you guys, you were all so real to me. And then the wondering set in. You know, did I do this? Did I do something wrong? Did I sleep on the wrong side? Should I have gone on that walk? Because... The day you guys were born, I went on this long, hot walk. It wasn't your fault. This wasn't yours. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi everyone and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake and I, I keep I keep hearing something. Do you, do you hear that? What? Do you hear that? No. It's like coming down the road. It's it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's more horses. It's more horses. And just recap for those who don't know what this is. Maybe this is their first episode of This Is Us Too. <laughs> We have a we have a, we have a number of commandments for this is us too. There, there are many commandments throughout Mary and Blake Media, specifically in Outlander cast. And the second commandment of this is us too is that I want horses, not ponies. Okay, horses and not ponies. Horses are great 
episodes. Don't give us fluff. I, I don't want a bunch of I don't want a bunch of ponies. And season two, in my opinion, started off with a bunch of ponies. It's like it was there. It was okay. It was this is us. Like you know, it's it's, it's all right. But when you start comparing it to the other great episodes that This Is Us is capable of, then you know, I want. And we got we got a horse, man. We got the real real deal. Fifteen ponies ain't gonna equal out to you know, one horse. You can't have horses all in a row. No, no, you can't. Too many but you tears. can't have too many ponies. <laughs> Correct. You Correct. can't have too many. So ponies. So now the horses are here, and this was a, another great episode that, of course, had people talking and are, have people talking now as they're doing the rewatch for this episode. So. When I watched this episode, it hit me in a lot of ways. Being a woman who is of child-rearing age, who has gone through pregnancy, who has had a lot of fears, a lot of these things were like, ooh, is this what I'm talking about? And then then we found that Kate was hiding her Berkeley School of Music application from her mm. mom, complete with the paperwork, filled out, paid, and it reminded me of the one day in my entire high school career that I skipped school. I am a goody two-shoes, as goody two-shoes as it can get, guys. And one day, myself... <laughs> total nerd. Um, one day, myself and my... Oh my God, that's the biggest sweater I've ever seen in our house. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to this episode after Blake squishes the spider. <laughs> I have to kill it. Yep. Oh my gosh! Okay, that was that was. Sorry about that. Wow. You know, I, I kept that in the the podcast for a specific reason, just to tell you that I am absolutely terrified of spiders. I did, in fact, just make my wife kill the spider. <laughs> that was. Guys, it was like, a mean looking one. Its pinchers were crazy, and it was even missing one of its legs. It's, it's like been through three battle. inches away from my head. It was about three inches. It was Big. horrifying. It was a huge spider. Oh, oh my <laughs> anyway, God. Anyway. Oh. So back in my senior, junior year of high school. Yes, hold on. Was it junior year? No! Was it senior year? Okay. When do you apply for colleges? Whenever Ju- I was junior applying. Year. Junior, junior year. Junior year is, okay, when you, yeah. is when you apply. It was junior year. My boyfriend and I decided that we were going to skip school. Mind you, for him, it wasn't really skip school. His mom knew that he was going. And the, together, we went to Boston. I felt so bad. I was like, I'm calling school and telling them that I'm sick. Really, I could have just said, I'm going to go look at colleges. I could have asked sure. my parents. But it was just weird. And I didn't want them to know that I was going up to Boston, that I was going to see Berkeley. School of Music. Oh. I didn't feel comfortable truly letting them know all of this. I didn't want them involved so much in my life. You know, it's weird, but I I feel a lot like Kevin. I talk about how I just kind of feel like my siblings need a lot of attention and I was ignored. And I almost felt like for being ignored, they don't deserve to know what I really want to do. And I went to Boston. I actually fell in love with a different school. I fell in love with Northeastern and um, got accepted, got a scholarship. And then they dropped their music ed program. So I never ended up in Boston, but I did hide that from my mom. And the moral of the story is that I'm terrified of spiders. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good story for you to tell everybody. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into the show, Blake. Tell me some of the fun facts about number two. Freaking hot, still palpitating. I know it is. Oh, my I God. Know. All right, the title of this one is number two, obviously referring to... Um, baby to, number two. To baby number two. Kate. Well, that, that came out as number two, Kate. And, That's their nickname and everything. Right. And, um, 
you know, it's. I think this is a, a very creative thing that they have done here with number one and number two. And now obviously the next episode is going to be number three. Agreed. And it's obviously going to be about Randall. And it's. I think this is, you know, it's something that you would kind of expect actually from a, a, a season one of a show uh, mm-hmm. where it would delve deep into characters like this, whatever. But uh, so, yeah, title named number two. The director was Ken Olin, as I said before, by the way. Bam! Just like that. I was right. Ken Olin was the director and KJ Steinberg is the writer. And why was I right? Because I was the one who predicted that it would be the same writers and the same exact director for all three of these particular so episodes. So you shouldn't ring your bell yet. Well, I'm, two, th- I'm two thirds of the way. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much guaranteeing that Ken Olin. You can gonna... get like the little hotel bell for that. <laughs> A for effort. Continue. So, so uh, Ken Olin has directed uh, 40 billion episodes of, of This Is Us. I'm not going to go back over all of them again. I'm getting kind of sick of that one for Ken, uh, but he's a great director. Uh, KJ Steinberg uh, uh, wrote. Ken Olin is in the Hall of Fame. Let's just say that he, he's a hall of fame and in fact uh, well yeah he's he's there you go he's a list hall of uh, fame for this is us um kj steinberg wrote the best washing machine in the world what now and obviously number one but there was also another writer for this episode and that was shukri tillman uh who became a producer for this is us on the second season okay uh, of this is us and uh they actually, he actually wrote episodes for uh, the television show Satisfaction. Yeah, and was also a story editor slash writer uh, on the Vampire Diaries. Interesting on the CW. So, uh, so that is that, my All darling. Right. What do you got for your lemonade rating? I'm giving this another big old five. I've okay. enjoyed number one. I've enjoyed number two. I love getting into the depth of these characters um, and spending some one-on-one time with Kate. So, how about you? I'm going a 4.8 on this bad okay. boy. Uh, there is some great stuff in this episode, um, but I, I think number one set the bar really high for me. And when I start comparing number one to number two, there are some flaws in number two that I think uh, separate itself from number one. Um, okay, and uh, and I think it has it specifically has to do with um, how each of the characters interpret themselves meaning uh and and their relationships with their respective parent uh and we'll get into that in a little bit but uh so yeah i'm giving a 4.8 very good yeah almost on the line there but not quite number one time for the gbgs the good the bad the great so my good for this episode was chrissy metz's outstanding performance Mm -hmm. i mean hands down like this woman has made me just want to give her all sorts of hugs her acting in this episode in particular was spot on Mm -hmm. i'm just enamored by her i think she did a phenomenal job and trying to um really portray this kind of depth and loss. My bad was Kate lashing out at Toby, pretty much telling him that he didn't lose the baby, that she did, that it happened to her body. And then continuing on my bad was the truth finally coming out that the reason she acted like that was because she feels like she failed Toby. And it's not that this is a bad writing. This is not like this is bad. I'm just saying I feel bad. I feel sad. Like how truly sad and how how frequent is this what women feel when they do lose a child that they failed. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it made me want to... So it's not another bad, hug. it just sucks. No, exactly. And that's why it's my bad, because yep. it sucks. And then my great was Rebecca finally hugging oh, Kate. Finally. Yes. Finally. Oh my gosh. Yes. All right, Blake, what was your GBG? My good was, 
I love how this episode took the heartbreak from Kevin's episode, right? And it built on that. We knew, obviously, from Kevin's episode that Kate lost the baby. So we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it continued that, that, that heartbreak with the miscarriage. But it also ended on a very serious notion of hope. Yes. Um, it, it, the, between either both Toby and Kate, who, who understood that what they had gone through is something that is major. Yep. But also coming to the conclusion that, hey, let's try for another. Yes. I, I'm okay with that. And also... Uh, Rebecca. Rebecca showing up at Kate's door oh. with her arms wide open like she's always wanted to do for Kate's entire I mean, that's what life. she said in the in the exactly. line. Oh exactly. my gosh, you know that she jumped on the first flight available, mm-hmm. took the red eye to LA and was there bright-eyed. Like I ready for when, when when I when Kate opened that door and Rebecca is just standing there and she just holds her arms out, oh, it was almost I'm like cry right now. I know it, it was almost like my mom showed up, like like my mom showed up. Yes, and it was just like remember how we were talking about you just you kind of want that comfort from your parents yes. when just when when things just go awry when you need to have a good old sob. This you is want like your that's like there. that's who you need. That right. is who you need exactly. And and while. Kevin doesn't have Jack there to do that for him. He envisioned it. Yes. Kate actually has Rebecca there. And seeing her arms wide open, just seeing her face Mm -hmm. and having it be wordless. And Kate also doing this thing where she hugs her mom and she just kind of, she just, her knees buckled she a melts, little bit. Man. Oh yes. my goodness. I, I, I thought that was just totally agree. Uh, the bad, um, you know, uh, Toby's desire to stop the tub. No, this cannot be your bad. Um, <gasps> I just, you know, I, I'm not saying that it was bad, but you know what it reminded me of? What? It reminded me of the Canto bite sequence in The Last Jedi. It just felt like we were finding stuff for Toby to do. Uh, for the sake of doing it, just like how Finn it. and Rose were were going to Canto Bite for the sake oh, of doing it. See, I see that as something completely different. I think Toby needed to do something. Mm-hmm. I think Toby, when having a conflict, he was just sitting on the he was just sitting on the couch doing nothing, wallowing, and he thought, okay, you know what? I too, I can do something. Sure, I can do something about this terrible, horrible thing. Right. So I don't feel like it was wasted. You feel like it was a waste of time. I don't time. feel like it was wasted. I just felt like there was something more uh, pertinent that he could do. Uh, but I, I will admit that I, I really, it. really, really did like the part when he went to the to the, the, the jabroni uh, guy at the, the pack and store, whatever yeah. it was, and was like, I'm a large and powerful man. <laughs> like sometimes I, I want to say that to people because I am also a large and powerful man. And I just feel like you just... You gotta you gotta bring that cod out every once oh in a while, gosh. you know. But I also kind of didn't like the fact that the the show didn't lean into the fact uh, uh, uh lean into Kate's breakdown at her gig. It, what do you mean d- lean in? They, they they just didn't like they they montaged over it. They didn't. Uh-huh. You didn't. Remember how when Kevin in number one, he walked up on the stage and you got his perspective, you were blinded by the light yes. and everything. I wanted that from Kate. I wanted to see things fall apart for her but that's what it was when she kept looking at the child and the mother taking the picture of the child dancing so that was kate's perspective okay i think i i agree in some parts like you know you would have wanted more time with kate but i think that kate's mind went black right 
right? I will, I can possibly co-sign on that. I, I think I just wanted more from that moment because she did decide to leave Toby. She is making, she made decisions and is making decisions, whether it's, you know, emotional decisions mm-hmm. or something like that. She is making them and I would like to see those consequences played out more because what do you mean? I, I would like um I would like to see the conflict between her and the band. I would like to see the conflict in herself more. I would like to see her She uh, just left. I think she's gonna have conflict with the band. Sure. I don't think you can just step off and leave. Yep. I get it. No, I understand. I and and this idea may not be fully fleshed out and I will fully Because it's and literally the day it. after. I will readily ad- ad- admit it. Um but my sense in my gut is telling me they could have done a little bit more with Kate and that breakdown. I, I okay. want to see more of that. But my great, my great, I feel like, is truly great. Uh, truly great in in a general television sense, great. Uh, and I reserve that kind of great for only a few things. Um, and that was Rebecca and Kate's conversation. Yep. It's why I played it at the beginning of this episode, and it's why I'm reserving it for that special portion of great television, because the idea of miscarriage for a baby that was actually wanted, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think a lot of times television shows or even films have miscarriages or something like that when to make it easy to make it an easy out when a character doesn't want their correct, baby correct and it's like the it's the writer's cheat sheet it's the mm-hmm. writer's game genie mm-hmm. right when they when they say okay well they don't want the baby anyway let's just have a miscarriage and everything goes back to normal yes. we're all set but for a wanted baby to there for it to be a, a miscarriage rather uh you don't see it and it was you don't see it often and to have uh, Mandy Moore and Chrissy Metz do what they did, have the kind of conversation that they had. It was just an honest, yes. open um, experience between two women who have, who have gone through the same exact thing, but didn't realize it till that very point. Yep. yep. Uh, I, I think that is empowering for women. And I also think that it is a great inlet into a woman's mind for a man when a woman has a miscarriage mm-hmm. it's it's a phenomenal inlet to that so uh that's that's my thing that's my good that's my great and i believe it that it's truly great and i also want to say this too i am absolutely calling it right now call, t- like this is a1a ken olin should be the director for every episode of this is us <laughs> the, the 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 every every episode like carrie fukunaga did uh did uh, True Detective? He, mm-hmm. he he just directed every single episode. Hey, you know it's an idea. I, I think Ken Olin should do it because he gets it and he he has his camera movements. He has the right eye. He knows uh, the flow of the show. I think he knows the characters very well. Like yeah. we've, we've talked about on Outlander cast how Anna Forster mm-hmm. was, I think, in my opinion, the best director for Outlander so far, and she needed she needs to do more. I just wish she would come back and just take over the whole <laughs> show, or back. or like Mimi Leader on The Leftovers. She just got The Leftovers. Yep. She understood it, and I think Ken Olin is the same way. Do you agree, my darling? I I've been loving his work. I've been giving them both fives at these last two. I That's mean, true. he is all, Hall of Fame. So 
I don't know if he could do it feasibly. <laughs> That's a lot of time commitment, but it's been a lot of fun and I, so far. And I'm not going to just throw these big superlatives out there willy-nilly. Oh, no, 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 my dear listener and my dear wife. I'm actually going to prove why he knows these characters so well. And I'm going to prove to you why he should be directing every single episode so okay. far. That sequence, well, first of all, number one speaks for itself. But for number two, the sequence when when Kate is in the bathroom and she has her flashback about losing the baby. Like, you didn't see it at first. You just, you were in Toby's POV Correct. and you heard Kate's scream, uh, scream and cry mm-hmm. out for Toby. You didn't know how it happened. We yes. were actually questioning, yes. hey, did she fall? Did she not fall? What, yep. what all happened? Yep. And to have that played out as Kate remembered it, on screen, but totally silent, and with this really close-up, frenetic kind of handheld camera again. Yep. Um, uh, an inspired choice because you've already been through it; you've already know it. Now it's just seeing it, mm-hmm. right? And delivering on on that, and I think he delivered very well. But the 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 standout, the coup de gras, if you will, was when Kate wakes up on the couch after she has the fight with Toby. Yep. Now, I'm not sure if you recall this, but you see Kate, but it's through a reflection in a mirror, and she's totally upside down. Uh, ah, like, instead of laying... You're like, so fancy. Well, she's laying upside down, which means her world yep. is has been turned upside down. And the visual storytelling through this brief six seconds here is phenomenal i mean think about what you get from this sequence without a single word no dialogue whatsoever kate's world is upside down after losing the baby she's sleeping on the couch which means there has been a fight or there's obviously ill feeling between the two it's not like i'm here to support you it's i'm sleeping on the couch you're sleeping on the bed we're not going to be together tonight right uh then she she probably didn't want to deal with toby as such when she wakes up, it is 6.30 or 6.30-ish in mm-hmm. the morning or so. Whatever, whatever, close to that. Early in the morning, Which yes. means that Toby got up earlier than she did, or at least more than likely, he didn't sleep at all because it's on his head. Correct. It's in his brain. He can't stop thinking about it. So he also makes the bed, which in my opinion is a, it, it's, unless he is, you know, a, a very formal and cold kind of guy, mm-hmm. I don't picture him like that it's just like i made the bed because i just need to make the bed something Um, to do something to do do. he leaves a note knowing that kate would read it and did not have the courage to face her to tell her what he was doing kate also must be sleeping very heavily and is exhausted given the fact that she didn't hear toby get up and leave it's a wealth of information that goes and said with no dialogue and like i said you get all of this just by visual storytelling Within a six-second span, yep. you know the entire setting with yep. no dialogue. I, <laughs> you can't get any yes. better than that. You're right. You're right. You just can't. You get. You, you, it's there's something to be said for just not saying anything. Uh-huh. Take advantage of the fact that you're on television. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's it's great. It's so good. You're you're right. You you pick up these things that like I didn't even notice. I was just like, wow, he woke up early. <laughs> <laughs> such a elementary show viewer. Well, I wouldn't say that, my darling. You're the oh, one who picked up on you. the breaker, by the way. Thank I, I you. never would have picked up on the breaker and that oh, whole thanks. thing. So. Oh, speaking of the breaker. Mm-hmm. So we got to see it from Kate's perspective. The dog is P 
peeing. She has to clean up. So I'm really feeling like they're showing this for a reason. Oh, yeah. Like they're yeah. showing this. And I'm really nervous about it because I'm like, God, does this mean we're like moments away from a fire? Um, seeing Kate in those younger times. Let's focus on young Kate for a little while. Sure, yeah. The tension between she and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca telling... Kate, that she's not like her brothers, that she doesn't, what is it, have something that she, that she's, Kate takes it as she's passionless. And what's so hard and what's so terrible is that Rebecca honestly has no idea that her daughter's passion is singing. Right. That she is this old, that it went from that young little talent show where she first wanted to sing, and it has continued without Rebecca knowing. Mm -hmm. This is like, you know, what, seven, eight years later? Mm Mm-hmm. And this is still her passion. And, and so she speaks to her saying, you are different than your brothers. I know that. And it's going to take time for you to find what you're passionate oh. about. And and she's like, it's okay for you to, to find out what you're passionate about. And I, I, Kate takes it in this like super angsty teenage way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what do you say? I'm passionless? Like, mm-hmm. no, it's just like you obviously have passions. You just have to figure out what you're most passionate about. And that is like that completely unreasonable teenage thing that we've all done. I know I have done it. I think I feel like I I still do it to this day probably. (laughs) You may. Um, But I think we ought to know more about Berkeley and um, I think we ought to know why she gave it up. Like why she didn't continue? Because like after that conversation that Rebecca, well, has we don't with know her, if she doesn't continue. She might apply, and true. she might not get chosen. I mean, this is literally like one of the top music schools in all of the country. Right. And here's Kate, who by Rebecca not knowing that this is Kate's passion, Kate is not most likely in the school chorus. Kate is not most likely in all state chorus mm-hmm. or in some kind of band. Kate literally just sings in her bedroom and in the shower. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I'm sorry, but Kate is not getting into Berkeley School of Music, most likely. Mm, I would so agree. I don't think that, I mean, maybe she doesn't apply, but maybe she does. Yep. And she doesn't get in. I mean, maybe it's her dad's death that makes her not want to apply and leave, you know, home. Um, but I'm. I also don't think, I mean, I'm sad because I feel like I'm Rebecca right now being like, honey, sure. you should have done some extracurriculars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have done campus ministry. Okay. No. Um, you know, you mentioned the thing with the singing in the shower. Yes. Uh, and I, I think that's an important uh, note to make for this episode. And I gave this episode a 4.8 and I said why, I said because I feel like there there's a difference in number one. And number two, and how certain characters relate to each other. And what I mean by that is this. You know, um, I feel like in number one, I learned a lot about the relationship between Kevin and Jack. I, I feel like I learned yes. a lot about it. Um, but I don't feel like we don't, ha- we don't have the same level of, um, of uh, nuance for Rebecca and Kate. Uh, because, you know, Kate is like saying, oh, Rebecca or mom, you want to live through me. Mm-hmm. You want to just do this. And and like it's all made up in Kate's head, in my opinion, because I don't think Rebecca has done anything to her to actually warrant Kate's opinion. Whereas the tension between Jack and Kevin was actually real. It was Kate. I'm sorry, Kate. Jack was in AA. 
Yes. Kevin resented him for that. It was his hero that was he actually fell apart. It was something that was there. Jack was really embarrassed by Kevin. And when they finally had that moment between them, it was a moment of reconciliation between two diametrically opposed views of each other. And it and, and it's just a misunderstanding between the two. Whereas I feel like Kate and Rebecca, it's just Kate's kind of teenage angsty hate. Well, and, and it doesn't really show me anything else other than what we already knew. But also, I feel like the female relationships, the mother-daughter relationships, being a male, you didn't have to go through it. You observed it with your sisters and your mom. You observe it with me and my mom. Sure. But there's something a little different. I mean, when I look at the relationship between my brother and my mom, or my brother and my father, nothing even comes remotely close to the visceral, like <laughs> teenage hate right. that happens between a teenage girl and their mom. Sure. Really. I mean, honestly, it is like there can only be one queen bee mm-hmm. and one of you has got to fly the coop. I just threw threw something. I was so passionate about it. <laughs> I mean, me and my mom now, completely different story. Yeah, right. I agree. You guys but, actually like kind of get along now. Yeah. But- had you had you asked me to like show you sixteen year old me, it, as I told you, I went no, to Berkeley. I, you I went to <laughs> ruffle feathers. Stop it. Just saying, <laughs> there can't be two queen bees. Hey, what did you take uh, from? And I, I feel like one of the actual genuine moments that I saw between Kate and Rebecca in the flashback portion was when Kate looked at her mom hugging Jack. Uh, after the after the uh, the injury to Kevin at the hospital, mm-hmm. right? She goes out there. And like, I'm going to go see your dad, whatever. And y- you see Rebecca getting comfort from Jack, and and Kate is looking on at it, kind of like how kind of like how Kevin looked on at Jack praying. Yes, I, it was a similar situation, but between Kate and Rebecca. What did you? What was your take from that? I don't know. Was it like anger? Was it part of me was like, is it jealousy that like you get to be comforted by dad? You know what I mean? I didn't know if it was like because Kate is Jack's girl. You know what I mean? Kate is daddy, daddy's girl. Like that is her parent. Sure. Or just to see how the parents as a unit function mm-hmm. and help each other out in times of harsh because they held it together they both jack and becca held it together in the hospital yep. you know they didn't lose it they didn't cry in front of each other they didn't lose it in front of the kids and when i first saw it and now thinking about it more i saw it as kate seeing her parents as not superheroes as having she's she's seeing this private moment of her parents saying oh my gosh so look behind the what curtain. just happened yeah. exactly right right totally agree um you know what? I was I was reading about this episode. There was something actually that that happened that was that was actually really cool. I came across an article where um, Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger, uh, the show, the co showrunners of This Is Us for season two and coming season three, they talked about why they felt so passionately about this episode and why they knew they had to tell it, had to tell this story for Kate. They uh, and and. Abtaker himself said, this is one of those issues, which is miscarriage of a wanted pregnancy, where once you started talking about it, every single person in the writer's room either had it, had experienced a miscarriage 
or at least a sibling or an incredibly close friend who experienced a miscarriage. And yet it's something that you rarely see dealt with on mm-hmm. network television. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that they had a, a specific passion for this one. Yes. And 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 it's the it's the current timeline, obviously that, that goes that that highlights this. Um, but it's the current timeline uh, in the '90s that really makes this shine and makes the the relationship between Rebecca and I agree. Kate shine. Uh, and that's where I feel like I finally remember how I, I said in the last episode I finally have something to to latch onto for Kevin. Yep, he's probably been the least developed character mm-hmm. um, of This Is Us. I think Kate is not that far behind, by the way. But I would say that. This is probably a turning point for Kate and Rebecca, mm-hmm. and I. And this is what I can finally get my ho- meat hooks into. I can finally say, okay, I get this. I see what's happening here. This is not just wait. This is not just I hate you, mom. This is not just like oh, Toby's being funny. This is a real relationship that has actually had an arc throughout the whole show so far. From yep. from Kate being overweight to angsty Kate, and now twenties Kate to to this. It, it makes sense. I, I like this a lot. All right, my darling, final thoughts for this episode. Anything? It just, you know, because it, has, it hasn't it has happened to me, thank goodness, and I'm, I'm very fortunate in that, but it has happened to many of my close friends, and I know that many of you listening have had a loss of your sure. own, um, whether planned or unplanned, um, pregnancies you know a loss is a loss so mm-hmm. i just wanted you all know that um we love you and we're sorry that you went through it right it's it's a crazy thing the miracle of life um life finds a way yeah and yet sometimes things like this happen so i just feel like i wanted to make sure that you all know that we're giving you a big old hug <laughs> a, a hug. big old hug. open arms yes uh for myself i like that uh, we started off with tragedy and uh, heartbreak with Kevin. We continued the heartbreak with Kate, but it transitioned into something hopeful. It it's did. Not only are number one and number two separate episodes, but they also fit together very well as a as 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 a macro piece. Well, is it like a yin yang? I mean, you think about Kevin, who just kept furthering his addiction, kept drinking, kept right. finding things, and Kate gets faced with her addiction. She goes to the buffet and she. Chooses right. not to eat. She chooses. Let's try again. They put up the curtain. Right. So it's a complete difference. They both hit these epic lows, and yet Kate pulls herself up. Right, and that's what I'm getting at. Like you know, starting in the episode of this place of hope and and happiness, like watching, knowing what was going to happen, watching Toby and Kate was was kind of rough for me because it's oh, like yes. oh, oh yes, but like you said, they go they go through this thing, they go through the low. Uh, and and she picks herself back up again, and they decide to, to 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 try again, which is which is great. And again, as a, as a macro piece of storytelling, it's almost like we have uh we we've reached the the zenith point, like the, the the good part of 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 this like mm-hmm. little mini trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and it makes me wonder if we're gonna start off really well with Randall, and this this is kind of like my hot take too. So, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll just, uh, you know what? Whatevs. I'll just do it right now. Okay. It makes me wonder if we're going to start off really well with Randall, where things are just peachy keen. Okay. And it's going to end 
either oh so it's like the flip-flop it's gonna end either like poorly or on a cliffhanger of some sort well, we know uh, it ends with Kevin showing up on his doorstep. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I wonder what how that's going to play yes, out. Yes, because it's all the same day. And, and as a mini trilogy, as something, um, as, as, as a story that they're telling here for these three episodes, I think it works very well. I just uh, need to say, yep. Toby, Toby should be getting a bit more credit than he's gotten in this episode. I just want to give, just, just raising a hand. Okay. Good job, Toby. Good job for being an amazing uh, fiancé. For trying to figure out how to deal with your own pain, how to deal with Kate's pain, how to make her better, mm-hmm. searching for her, and then really throwing it down for her that it happened to me too and it hurt. Yeah, I would, I would give, I would give Toby that one. I would give him. I mean, because it did happen to him. It it didn't, but it did. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a man, I think I understand where he's coming from, and it, I think it'd be hard for a woman who actually physically went through a miscarriage to to have sympathy or empathy for the man in, in, in the situation because that's a that's a major thing right yeah but I, again as this episode was a good inlet to a woman's mind when it comes to miscarriage for a man i also think it sheds a little light for a woman on a man's perspective when it comes to miscarriage uh which i think benefits everybody i think it benefits the show and i think it benefits the viewer uh, at the same time, which is which is when you know you're doing a good, something good, right? Yes. Hey. So, uh, so um, and if you need four ounces of onions, <laughs> and you see someone has a bag full of onions, uh huh, and you ha- maybe you have that bag. Oh my god! Share I forgot all about some this. of those dang onions how with that poor I, woman who has three babies in one carriage. How did I forget about this? Rebecca's freak out. Oh my goodness. That I was... like seeing Rebecca freakouts because it makes me feel good. And how she I've, talked about it. I've had some pretty epic freakouts myself, especially in those like postpartum days. I'm going to plead the fifth. And seeing Rebecca lose her flipping mind over the onions. Oh. <laughs> I was like, thank you, This Is Us writers, for realizing that hormonal post-birth women, especially women who have also, uh, hormonal women who've gone through traumatic loss of a child, thank you right. for giving us a little bit of room to go a little cray-cray in aisle nine. <laughs> the, but the perspective on it, I think, is what works best. As Kate, I mean, as Rebecca's looking back, on the whole situation she's looking at it like laughing being like yeah i i did that yep i I freaked out man (laughs) i freaked out over onions it's like that time you cried about oreos oh that was terrible (laughs) we ran out of oreos and i just couldn't stop sobbing good old postpartum blues and then you cried about grits (laughs) <laughs> oh, when I was pregnant and the store said they had grits and then they didn't and that's all I wanted we're sitting in the table and she's sobbing <laughs> sobbing because they don't got grits and I'm like honey they have people around us what are you doing I wanted them I so wanted much. the goddamn grits okay? I didn't say that I don't swear like that um, I just cried as a blubbery snotty mess I'm not a cute crier guys I'm not a cute crier alright let's wrap up the show oh no no we got puzzle watch okay puzzle watch um, this is not necessarily new per se, but I am, like you said, darling, I'm more convinced than ever that the breaker has to do with the fire, that what causes the fire yes. has got to be the breaker. Yes. And the I fact agree. that they keep showing this, remember, like I said last episode, you don't repeat things unless, unless yes. there's a point. Yes. Right. 
Um, and you know, it's a it's a cute little fun way to have different perspectives in these episodes. But they keep showing this one thing, and I think that's important. And the final um, hot take. Do you, do you have a hot take at all? Nope. I do. My big hot take of the week so far is that Kate and Toby will, in fact, have their giant wedding. They're going to have it. Good. But we're going to find out the day before the wedding that she's pregnant again. Oh, I hope so. I know. I'm saying that's the hot take. That'd be amazing. I I feel like she's going to be pregnant again, and it's going to happen the day before the wedding. My darling, are you ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. Let's do it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending in those reviews. We have one review left on iTunes, guys. Only one. So the next episode is the last one. Until some of you grace us with your phone on your Apple Podcast app, or if you go to your laptop and head on over to iTunes, find This Is Us Too, and leave us a written review. This time, it's Bride's Mom 1. Mary and Blake have all the feels. As a devoted Outlander cast listener, Mary and Blake have brought me on board with their This Is Us Too podcast. P.S. Blake is doing a great job on this podcast chilled out <laughs> I really like that what are you trying that. to tell me am I strong yep you're a little critical sometimes and I feel like I agree I feel like you've chilled out with this episode this kind of a show so I was a little critical of Outlander season 3 well now you've chilled out and my name's Mary my name's Blake and this is us too <laughs>